0: Yahoo Daily Fantasy, which is starting the year off hot with a $500,000 fantasy football contest that has zero management fee. That means Yahoo is making nothing on this contest. Fewer players equals better odds for you. More than one in five people who play will double their money. Not a bad way to kick off the new year. There's a limit, though, 10 entries per person, so don't miss the contest. Go to Yahoo.com slash Daily Fantasy and use promo code Yahoo25 when you make your first deposit for $25 in free play. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. As always, from One Shining Podcast, from GM Street, the CEO of this podcast. Master Tate Frazier. What's happening, Tate?
1: Not too much. Happy to be here, Cousin So I know.
0: I heard you have back issues, you're telling me, right? Yes,
1: yes. All Prominent right. back issues, but uh, Broadway Joe's on the show, so yeah. uh, that made me feel
0: better. We have Joe Namath coming up. Joe Namath is in his 70s. I'm uh, in my late 40s. We Neither of us have back problems. This, <laughs> this is happening way too early
1: for you, You Tate. guys are better than me. Yeah, you're better it. people. That's, that's what, what I was getting at. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, also on the line, as always, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my Wizards of Wagering, my Overlords of the Odds, the degenerate trifecta Harry, Brother Brian, Darren the Parlay Kid. What's up, fellas?
2: What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's happening?
3: What's
0: going on, buddy? Well, in addition to uh Tate's back issues, it's been it's been a comically rough few days uh, specifically for me. I don't even know where we should start. And for for all of us, I think we could start um well, Friday night we lost the iHeart Radio award for best sports podcast. Mm. Harry, you—I wasn't even watching. You got us into it. I think you tweeted the, uh, the, the link, to, to the live feed, and everything. And we lost to, the football insiders or football outsiders? Are the insiders or football outsiders? Football
4: fantasy guys, something. Aren't they I inside? Was, I thought I, they
0: were inside or out. I don't know.
4: It was a, it was a, it was a brutal ninety minutes. Brian was checking it out too, a little bit too of mistakes and dead air. But uh, like I told Brian too, at least we had uh, the two best celebs uh, announcers. Announce our award uh, in which it was Iron Mike Tyson and A.C. Slater. I think, by the bell. You yeah, I think they s-
0: saved it for next, the next to the last biggest award because of that. And uh, we lost by th- uh, three votes. I, I read about it today. We lost by only three votes. It's because Tate, you would think Tate. <laughs> no, it was, Tate it was Harry.
1: Harry only voted twice. I we had know. five votes, Harry.
0: Harry, you could have voted a little more. I My know. boss,
1: Ken, didn't vote once, oh. I don't think.
4: Well,
0: <laughs> you can't stuff. you can't rely on your boss to help you out here? But um, so we lost that. Congratulations to the fo- they seem like nice enough guys. Um, but I see yeah. how this works. I'm I'm offering to present next year, if that helps any. Wink, wink, and uh, we'll be back on top <laughs> next year, right, guys? Just we just could do yeah, that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. So okay. So that that was Friday night, I think. Okay. Uh, Saturday wasn't too bad, I don't think. But Sunday. Now, I purchased this for those of you not following. I can't imagine if you haven't. Clay Travis and I bought a ticket for $57,500 on PropSwap. You could go to PropSwap. It's kind of like the eBay of uh, prop bet tickets, okay? So this one guy put $8,000 on the Saints back last February at 20-1. to 1. He was going to collect $160,000 plus his $8,000. He sold the ticket on PropSwap to us for fifty-seven dollars uh, I know these are ridiculous numbers, believe me. I'm, uh, I've been crying every day at driving to work, tears in my eyes. It would be less ridiculous if Todd Furman from Lock It In, our uh, co-host, would have not reneged on the deal and uh, just left it up to me and, and Clay. But he did, so we had to split it, and you all know how that went. One of the worst non-calls, if not the worst non-call, in the history of football, and I'm on the uh, losing end of it. Um then what happened? Oh, there's so much. Oh, oh I got a, a parking ticket. I know uh, you got a parking ticket, right? Yes, T- we both did. I got one for $53. 75 You got yours for 75 yeah. Okay. 53 <laughs> Super Bowl 53. I got one for 53 I would also like to see a replay challenge on that because I really think I had uh, the money in the meter before I was flagged by the freaking um, meter maid. Um, Serena loses up 5-1. Third set. I had money on her. <laughs> Brian, what happened? She twisted her ankle up
3: 5-3? Uh, well, when she twisted it, was at 5-3, five, 5-2. Five, ha- well, the crazy thing is she had that foot fault. Right. Which nobody asked her that question after the match. Like, the match would have been over at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was serving 40-30, right? And then from there on out, it, was, it yeah. was a tough go for Serena.
0: I figure I bet I mean, Serena, I think the other- if the referees screw up, she'll just beat the crap out of them, right? <laughs> it's not like these other games but I have to deal with. But. Uh, Harry, uh, well, someone,
4: someone else put faults besides Brian in tennis. Oh, Man.
0: wow. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I should Whatever. just bet on Brian. But I have that guy, Tuck. What is it, Tuck? Aunt Harry, on the on the, on the the Vegas Golden Knights, I had him not to score a goal. That was a bad <laughs> score in like six games. He takes two shots a game. He took two shots the other night. One of them went in like three minutes uh, into the game. Really just loss after loss. But things are about to pick up. We have Broadway Joe Namath coming on the podcast. 50 years. Fifty years ago last week, he led the Jets, 18-point underdogs, to a Super Bowl victory over the Baltimore Colts. He's going to be on. We're going to talk to him about that. We'll talk to him about his Noxema commercials. I would love to know how many uh, women he slept with. I'll ask him that in a very nice way, see if he'll answer. And uh, we're going to take a ride in the Captain Morgan Riverboat Casino, We'll read uh, some, some letters from the mailbag, hopefully induct another member to our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. And these guys at the Degenerate Trifecta are going to give their best bets of the weekend. But first, let's review last week. Parlay Kid, uh, let's talk about the other game first. The Patriots, I jumped on your bet, Patriots money line and yeah. the under. Um, it could have happened. It could have happened a couple times. this fight. <laughs> Definitely looked good when it was 17-7 going into the fourth, right?
2: Absolutely, uh, you know the the, you know, the. I think the Patriots. Here's one thing I'd like to say uh, for the Patriots. Even though that game went into overtime, I felt like they were the better team. The better team won that game. They were the better team for 80% of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and brother Bry, who's normally on point, brother Bry never will say like. No, it's definitely not going to happen unless it's really not going to happen. I kept saying, 14 nothing and a half bright. This can't go over, right? This this won't go over, right? Oh, no, Brian. 100% will not go over, oh, right? Brian. 100%. Come on. After the third quarter. No, Darren, Darren what? don't even worry about it. It's not oh. going over. It's it, it, mathematically impossible for it to go over, really. It can't go over. I don't think until it really went over. And so then he said, oh, the game went over. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. So I was getting – Brian's very on point with that. So I was very comfortable <laughs> watching the whole game. I knew – I thought, you know, but here it was. All of a sudden I said to Brian, shoot, if the Patriots are to win this game, this game's going over now. It's 28-24 Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But I said, I'm screwed either way now. I'm going to lose the bet. But it all happened so quickly. It was, it was over. Yeah. To be honest with you, Sal, I took it very well this, this – uh, all right. That loss because I really love what the Patriots are doing. I just uh, I might be I know I'm in the minority with that. I think Mahomes is going to have his time, but I, at this point, if it's not the Cowboys, I don't mind seeing the Patriots do what the Patriots do.
0: Well, Brian, why don't you do what you do best, which is apologize to your brother for really jinxing <laughs> that. Who knows? Who knows how that well, game would have turned you know, on if you the, didn't.
3: Darren, like, uh, yeah, he kept asking about it, so I was like, you know, he seemed to be worrying about it, so I was just like, don't worry <laughs> about it. I mean, it was it was seventeen-seven going into the fourth, and there wasn't even points score You know, right? What was it, there? It was. What would you say They scored like right eight, away
2: eight. to yeah. make it 17-14 in the fourth. But then Still the lot. next touchdown wasn't scored until 7:45 left in the fourth.
0: Well, the other thing right. about that To make that,
2: it 21-17. Right.
0: Not only Which was it they was crazy. But. Miserable watching all those plays and all those points in the fourth quarter for anyone who had the under, but um yeah. that fourth quarter took forever. They were like right Harry, one of them like four or five reviews out there. It's insane.
4: That oh. fourth quarter, that fourth quarter I heard took longer the whole entire first
0: half took. All right. You don't have to exaggerate. That makes I mean, sense. We got the point. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. All right. I, Harry, I you, heard
4: that was, that was true.
0: You yeah. had under 26 and a half points. Uh, 17 7 head into the fourth.
4: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't
0: you? No?
4: <laughs> I had over 20. Oh, you six did? Points
0: oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yes. I, I rode under, so we're going to have to stick with that. He wow. You liked
4: the uh, okay. under in the game.
0: I so. I, I, didn't, I didn't
4: like under. I, I agreed with you guys that that could <laughs> okay. go under. I didn't like it.
0: That's what made sense because I like really should have
4: like Darren. You're right. Partly, uh, the Patriots really probably could have had 40 points in the game. Honestly. Yeah. Right.
5: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: All right. Brady's picked yeah,
4: before half, and you know. Yeah, it was weird the because two. they
0: started off really strong, and then still at the end of three quarters, they only had 17. So over 26 right. and a half, you probably you're like, yeah, this could go either way. Bry had the only winner. Uh, oh, no, uh, Harry had the winner, right, with 26. Uh, well, let's let's pretend <laughs> Brian had the only winner. <laughs> Harry, you called in late. What are you going to do? Brian had uh, Henry Cejudo, plus 175. My God, that wasn't even a fight against uh, T.J. Dillard. Yeah, I mean,
3: wow, it couldn't have been easier. Plus 175, 1 in 32 seconds. I mean, the, I, I will agree. Maybe the fight was stopped maybe 5 to 10 seconds too early. I think it would have been stopped probably anyway, but uh, I've been on a nice run here with uh, – I mean, not necessarily on the uh, podcast, but I've been a nice run with these main fights here with the UFC for the last
0: couple of months. Yeah, we're going to have to be because it, it dries up on the weekends uh, coming up for the next few weeks. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's. Um, well, let's. Let, you know what? Let's do this now. I mean, it brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail, tackling fake gambling propositions related to sports and pop culture events. So, I mean, honestly, I'm sick of talking about this. I lost a lot of money. I'm stupid. I shouldn't have risked that much money. I've been told, like, you can give it to orphans and stuff like that. You don't have to gamble uh, large amounts of money. There are other uses for it. But I did lose. I do feel, I know it was late in the game. I do feel i make that call. How many times you see four or five flags come flying out on the field? But not one referee was looking at uh, Tommy Lee Lewis, with the assault that occurred on him. And as a result, the Saints, I don't know, maybe they would have played it wrong anyway. It seemed like they were throwing on first down at the two-minute break anyway. But uh, first down at the four or the five what would have been half the distance. You know, they could have bled the clock. They would have kicked the field goal. I think the Rams, if they did it right, would have gotten the ball back with anywhere between 12 and 20 seconds left. Should have been good enough. Instead, I lose my bet. Arguably, the wrong team is going to the Super Bowl. Tate, let me hear your thoughts on that real quick before I move on.
1: Well, you gave Jared Goff two timeouts and uh, the chance to go and drive down the field. And uh, the first pass was kind of on Breeze, right? I mean, he, he kind of misses Michael Thomas on a little slant, which yeah. is, a, is kind of a go-to play for them, which is sort of like a run play. So right. when that didn't work out, you would think next play is a run play. But obviously, you expect the Rams to expect a run play. So then you run a pass play. It doesn't work. And then third and 10, you don't get the call. And I, I think it was more an overtime, not getting the uh, pass interference call on Michael Thomas. But uh, like we said it all it all came down to not throwing a flag which
0: I'll tell you it is yeah.
1: crazy we're arguing for that we want the flag
0: I was so in a daze after the, uh, when, when they won the coin toss I, I was so unaffected I was like the Saints are losing this game I don't know how it's going to happen but it, does, it doesn't They never matter got to over me. it yeah Sean Payton yeah. was still arguing and as that, soon as
1: we got into OT
0: That interception that interception I said on the uh, BS pod I said that how about that interception you have to be That ball has to be exactly where that guy was in overtime to catch that ball. Usually an interception, you're standing on your feet. You can go five feet to the left, to the right, back, forth. It has to land right in his belly, popped up in the air. Just crazy. If you saw that on the baseball diamond, you'd say that's the best thing I've ever seen. But anyway, Rams are going to the Super Bowl. Look, they're a good team. And uh, I I joke about suing. I might sue anyway, but I joke about it because I know you can't do this. I know you can't overturn unless they show that the officials actually – uh, conspired against the, the Saints, and that'd be impossible to prove. Uh, those sure looked like it. Uh, it'd be impossible to prove. So uh, the, the decision must stand. But anyway, Captain Morgan wants to ask us if you could change one controversial bad call or no call in sports. In the history of sports, professional sports, college, Olympics, what would you choose? Here are our options the Saints, non PI. Play five to two odds from the other day. The Dez catch right behind there, three to one. Was it a catch? Was it not? Against the Packers, Don Denkinger's call in the World Series, an '85 World Series, five to one. The 1972 U.S. Russia basketball game, they gave the Russians three extra seconds, I believe, and they won the uh, the medal from us, six to one odds. The Tuck rule, that's a popular one, seven to one. Or you could take the field at seven to two odds. Uh, Harry, let's start with you.
4: You know what? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Degen Denkin, call at five to one, Sal. We were both uh, loving sports, loving baseball at 14 years old. Mm-hmm. That time, World Series is on. Darren, you might have been what 15, 16. And, and like the Saints call in one of the biggest games possible. Like you just said, Sal, this was in the Game Six of the World Series, the Show Me State Showdown. The Cards leading three two in the series. And one nothing. Imagine one nothing. It was in the bottom of the night. They were ready to close it out. Al Michaels was actually the announcer that for the for the mm-hmm. World Series during that time. And the ball. Todd Worrell was the pitcher. Little dribbler up the first base side. The ball is tossed to him. George Orta's foot for the Royals in stride. He's still plenty away from the base. Denkinger's right there on the on the call. He couldn't have been in better position to see what happened. And he still calls him safe when it's not even close. Not even no. close. And then I guess, like, you know, and, and then they went on to uh, the Royals to win that game. And then Brett Saberhagen made a name for his name, himself the day after and won, like, 11 nothing. And the Royals won the World Series yeah. when that was an absolute rob job, just like Sunday's was with the Saints situation. And I think even Deckinger got, for years, Death threats and everything like that. It's followed him wherever he's gone. Thirty four years later,
0: right? And Denkiger, he uh, an emphatic safe call, emphatic call, right? Yeah. And uh, I mm-hmm, think that, yeah. that helped him. And uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, it was one of those things. If replay had existed, the umpires, when they went to check it, they wouldn't even have to put the headphones on. They would have been "Yeah, just turn around, just just call him out." Uh, so bad. But um, yeah, something else. All right, that was that was good. All right, brother, bribe. Which do you pick?
3: All right, well, I'll, I'll say that that Denkinger one was really bad, but also the only thing with that game is, I don't know if you recall, actually I went back and looked at some of the highlights from that game. On the the next batter, they actually, they popped up in foul territory, but they botched the mm. pop-up. Mm. So there should have been one out there. Instead, there was not, and then there was a single, and then there was a pass ball, and then there was a game seven. So there was a lot of opportunities they had to still win that thing. So. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't know if that necessarily changed history as as much as maybe the Saints call. The Saints call to me was the worst uh, by far, I think. But I'm used that I get to choose this one, so of course I'm going to go with the Raiders and the Tuck rule. Oh
5: yeah,
3: which was definitely the dumbest rule in the history of sports. It's clearly a fumble. I don't even know why that rule existed in the first place. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you why it did. Uh, but I just remember, for again, for as bad as that. Call was and the game was over, officially over. I guess you could say it was still a divisional game. The Raiders would have had to play the Steelers, would have had to play the Rams, they probably weren't winning that year. Um, but I, I remember also being really mad at the Raiders in that game for multiple things. They they had a third and one that could have ended the game. I think that the Pats actually punted to the Raiders down mm-hmm. three with like two twenty left. Wow. And they still came back inside that game. So the Raiders had a third and one didn't get it um they also had an opportunity to be in the driver's seat to get a home game to get the number two seat against the pats but they blew the last game against the jets yeah. so i remember just being so mad at the raiders that whole season late in the season but that just added to it uh yeah definitely to me that was the worst call ever for one of the that, teams i rooted for again but at least it was a, a rule in place yeah. that they how abided long did it by, take them how long role. did it
0: take them to change that rule
3: I don't even it wasn't even the next year. I no, think it was yeah. like it took some time. I, I think it was like two years later. I right. think it took I think it took another year.
0: And that's what hurts Stupid. all these. Like the Dez call they changed the rule this year or the beginning of this year, the Tuck rule they ended up changing. This other thing I think they'll I think they will eventually allow some kind of review on, you know, judgment call plays like this, just to shut everybody up about it. Uh, that's what hurts the most. But, yeah, the tuck rule was bad. And you wonder how many ta- – I mean, whatever. I The Patriots are a great team, but maybe sends them in a little bit of a tailspin if they lose that one. Um, yeah,
3: definitely. That's the thing. I mean, it, it probably doesn't change the Raiders' history that much because they were right. good again the next year after that. But who knows with the Pats and, and Brady and their history. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got that experience in the Super Bowl that they wouldn't have had. So who, know, who knows?
0: Harley kid, I think I know what you're going to say. Say it anyway. <laughs>
2: Yes, you do, Sal. But congratulations to you, Sal. Your your loss there with the Saints was probably maybe the most famous betting loss of all time. Thank you. Like you might have. So congratulations. There's some definitely some positives to take out of that. Yeah, it feels um, good. I, you know, so, a lot of
0: people think, and I said on the locking in today. A lot of people are like, oh, this is a publicity stunt for Fox Sports. They paid those guys. You know, they gave them the money. I promise you, they didn't give us a dime. I've had a lot of executives uh, email me like, "Oh, I'm so I'm sick over your bet. I'm sick. I'm, I'm all right. All right. You're so sick. Cough up a, a money order and send it my way if you're if you're so <laughs> sick. The biggest promotion the show's ever gotten. But uh, anyway, well, thank you. I appreciate the condolences. It was
2: it was it was it was huge at for, for, for all. Uh, yeah, on all accounts. So, Sal, <laughs> my first instinct was really to take that 1972 U.S. Russia game,
5: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and a lot of our listeners might have been uh, too young and not even born yet. I think Tate was uh, that's, Tate was born about 30 years after this whole wow. thing. So, I went, Tate, are you even aware of what happened in this game? Like, do you know what happened? Maybe. It's yet, the yeah. gold medal game in 1972. And I know I'm not picking this, <laughs> but I think we should talk about this. With three seconds left, the United States took the lead. Doug Collins made two free throws, put the United States ahead. Then Russia basically had three chances to score, they inbounded the ball three times because they did it once. The ref stopped the game. The game, the, the clock ran out. The ref said, Oh, a timeout was called. They do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, ball comes in. Uh, clock runs out. They said the clock never reset to a full three seconds. They do it again the third time, but huge coaching mistakes. So this is why I don't feel terrible for this team now after really looking at this today. Mm-hmm. It was a huge coaching mistake by the United States. Yeah. The third time, for some reason, they did not guard the inbound passer. Mm -hmm. They let him have a free, basically, a baseball pass down the court. Mm -hmm. 6'7 player on Russia goes up against two United States players, 6'7 and 6'3. Catches it, lays it in, buzzer goes off. Now Russia celebrates after the United States had celebrated twice on the court. Brutal, but it really was. The Russian coach said Really, that was the mistake is they did not guard the inbound pass, the guy would never have reached Atlanta, got the pass off for that for that particular play. For some reason, the third time around did not guard. So honestly, a hundred times out of a hundred, the United States should have won the game anyway. Yeah. So so you know what I'm taking here. I know what you're saying. Three I, to one.
0: Let's put it into context though. Back back then, like we were not we were enemies with Russia. It's not like today, we were having the, and the it, it was. It
2: was and this
0: is and this right. is the thing too. They
2: tried to protest. We didn't accept the silver medals in that game. Right. Uh, and they tried to protest, and the protest was overturned three to two by yeah. basically three Eastern European, like, of judges. Course. Like of so, So, of course. So, uh, the protest didn't work. I, You know, we. I feel bad. You know, I think they should have taken their medals anyway. They didn't take the medals, but that's neither here nor there. So, the biggest screw job in history— And I know the Saints fans, it's hard, but look, Drew won his Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Our boy, Tony Romo. (laughs) Yeah. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and the greatest, greatest broadcaster of all time. For sure. Who claims that this was one of the best passes he ever threw to Dez. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Great catch by Dez, because it was a catch. We can call it a catch. We know it was a catch. Right? Tony lost his chance at the Super Bowl. Dez was never the same, and quite frankly, my life has never been the same (laughs) since then.
0: You and I I talked about Dez and, you know, that football move. You could talk football move. Dez has his own football move. Like, that's kind of how he would catch the ball. Like, that's how he would do it. That's how he would gather it in. That was his football move, like going to the ground. You got
2: greedy. He got greedy on that catch. Listen, three steps, reaching for the end zone, which is a football move. And as brother Brian can confirm, a not, non-Cowboy fan, did, was it 100% that that ball definitely hit the ground?
3: Brian so can that, attest his hand might have been under the ball <laughs> the whole time anyway. Well, that was the thing. You couldn't really tell, even from any of the angles, you could never tell that part of his finger was never still at least under the ball and that the ball officially hit the ground, so... No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Brother Bry, though, say, there, brother, was, still brother, like, there bro- was still like four minutes left in yeah, that, that game that's true. for Rodgers. And brother Bry
0: also confirmed. No, I think there was a lot left It was, was gonna front. go. It was gonna go under too. He said the Chiefs, Patriots. So his hundred percent guarantees. <laughs> so, <sure. laughs> my fault. No, I think it was in the three minute range. I will say this: the Packers yeah. went down a little bit down the field. They still had a. Uh, Stop the Packers and they didn't even do, they didn't even really stop them. I think it was like a they third, didn't. it was a third and 11 play, Darren. And the, and the Cowboys tipped the Rodgers. We know because in, in the Romo years, the Cowboys it. never got off the field
2: on third down, so. especially we the, know that. in the fourth I, quarter. On, on the defense never got the team off the field on yeah, third down in right. the Romo years. Yeah, we so know that. That
0: was it. Tate, what do you say?
2: Uh,
1: I was going to throw it to Dez too, just because, you know, it kind of ruined football a little bit for a while because we didn't know what a catch was and uh-huh. kind of reverberated for a long time. Uh, one thing I have to point out, this is the first time as a Yankees fan that I thought that, uh, I'd always heard that, you know, we were cheaters and all that sort of stuff, but 1999, the ALCS uh, would not block the tag. Yeah. Uh, that was the that was the one the first time that I was like ah maybe maybe things are you know in our favor every once in a while <laughs> um, but yeah that was that was the one that really sticks out
2: to me but I'm glad that it uh, obviously Jeffrey was
0: Mayer is another one. Yeah. Jeff, I was of... going to say you could have put the
2: Jeffrey Marathon Rec- that could have been the field right Reggie, there. Reggie yep. Reggie
0: sticking his hip out Pl- plenty plenty of cheating in the Yankees. yeah <laughs>
2: but listen never said the Yankees didn't get some breaks.
0: That's right all right listen that's another week <laughs> of Captain Morgan's make believe riverboat casino no matter how you live like a captain. Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Now, fellas, it's slim Pickens until next weekend. I know there's going to be a lot of Super Bowls. going to be hundreds of props. We'll have you guys on. I'll be doing my thing with Simmons, too. I'm not sure which day. But uh, it's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of prop um, research going on. Um, I spend between 7 and 12 hours on the toilet reading hundreds of pages of props in the next week or so. But not to be disgusting, let's go over these picks. Your best bet, Harry, Sharp Tank. Will I buy your bet? (laughs) Sell it to me.
4: Okay, well, we are going to go to the Farmers Insurance Golf Tournament in Mm -hmm. San Diego this week. I like a lot of guys, actually, this week, but I'm going to go with Charles Howell III at plus 115 (laughs) to be in the top 20. Look, he's uh, he's played well here in the past. Uh, He's finished in sixth last year, second in 17. In 15, he was fifth. And in 2013, he was ninth. And so far, this golf 2018 19 season, he's won one tournament and has three top tens and is currently ranked fifth in the FedEx Cup ranking. So that's my pick this week. Charles Howell, the third at plus 115, to finish in the top 20. Hopefully, I can get two in a row
3: after having that Patriots game go over 26.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Brother Bry, your best bet for the weekend.
3: Ooh, yeah, this is a slim Pickens. This is the point of the year in like two weeks. I'm going to be betting wrestling, women's yeah. basketball, anything else, uh, any other sport, you name it, I'll be doing it. But so I'm going to go, I'm going to go boxing this week. I'm going to go under nine and a half rounds, minus 135 in the Keith Thurman Jose Tito Lopez fight on Fox on Saturday. Normally, I like to go over in boxing round props. So if you look at Thurman, he's. Hasn't fought in almost two years. He's four, four of his last five fights have gone 12 rounds. But that was against good competition. On the other hand, Lopez's chin is very suspect. Whenever he's been in against a quality opponent, he hasn't really survived. got knocked out in the fifth against Canelo, against Berto. He got knocked out in the sixth against Maidano. He got knocked out in the sixth. He likes to stand and trade punches. His punches are long and kind of slow. But I get the sense that Thur- Thurman's team, you know, after the two-year break, they thought this was a good opponent for him, somebody mm-hmm. you can look good against before maybe a fight against one of the other top opponents. Right. Uh, so I, I could see this. Uh, I think the first few rounds are going to be really slow. He's going to you know, get his bearings. And then I could see him dropping Lopez in like the seventh, eighth round. And uh, I, I don't see this going the distance. Um, All right. And I, I think Thurman wants to put on a show here. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling you like that one too
0: kind of do. I kind of do. All right, Parley Kid? what do you have?
2: All right, rough weekend here in uh, regards to uh, betting. So I'm going to stick with the NBA. So you know I'm a Knicks fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a game Friday night against the uh, Brooklyn Nets, You know, and unfortunately the Knicks are in full tank mode, which as a Knicks fan I'm totally okay with. Uh, uh, right now um, this could become a Brooklyn town in, in terms of basketball at least – for the next few months, and then the next get Zion, they get KP back, they get Durant back. So we'll let the, we'll let
1: the Nets have the
2: town, for like the next three months. That, that's totally fine. And uh, right now, so I think the Nets—they're playing some great basketball. The Nets, yeah. in fact, uh, if they didn't, they had a bunch of games too right before they really started to play good ball. They were blowing huge leads in the fourth quarter. They might be a top four team in the East had they been able to finish some of those games. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is playing great basketball. Atkinson is a really good coach. Long Island guy, by the way. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, nice. That's good to know. His brother coaches right at uh, Half Power Hills West over here. There you go. Okay, so uh, I think the Nets are playing really good ball. So we don't have the spread on this game yet. Let's say it even could approach double digits anywhere from eight. Uh, the Nets giving eight, nine, to ten points. It's not going to matter. They're playing great ball. This The Barclays Center usually is going to be – Half Knicks, half Nets fans, because Knicks fans, a lot of us can't afford uh, garden prices, so sometimes we try to jump on those Barclays Center prices. Not this time. This is going to be a very pro-Nets crowd. They're going to be into it. I think they just smacked the Knicks around this game. So whatever the points are, take it. Nets over the Knicks.
0: All right, Nets, 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there over the Knicks. Uh, Nets have a game, I think, tonight against Orlando. I took Orlando, I think. Yep. On Knicks are in, uh, playing home against Houston tonight. Knicks are home. To, okay, so they'll each have a day off. Um, all right, Harry, Farmers Insurance open. I bet it on uh, Lock It In. I took Jason Day to get in the top 20. I think that was minus 130. I took him to win it at 16-1. to uh, I think he's, he won last year. He's in the top 20, I think, four times. So the last four or four out of six or something crazy like that. I don't know a, a ton about Charles Howell the third. Let me think about that. You have him for the top 20 um brother Bri, Keith Thurman, probably kid the nets yes they're 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 tough they went um eight nine ten it's tough without seeing the line there but the knicks do seem to lay down for these teams um brother Brian, i think i'm gonna go with you keith thurman under nine and a half rounds uh our producer for locking in one of our producers sharif i think you met him when you came out he had Jose Cito yeah, good guy in his car and um uh, wasn't as impressed didn't think uh Jose, i don't know maybe there's a language barrier but th- thought he was a little nervous for this fight so i like it under nine and a half i think it's also minus 220 to not go the distance so if you wanted those extra couple rounds something like that did you see that too i, I think i sent you the numbers
3: yeah they have like minus 225 or something somewhere
0: like that. Or that. all right all right i'm going with you brother bry keith thurman all right like under, it under nine and a half let's uh do that so hopefully we can get a winner here and let's go to the mailbag real quick you can get us at Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Now, a lot of people writing in, they're giving us their submissions for the uh, Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. We're building it in Pahrump, Nevada. Um, should be up shortly. We have about you know 10 or 11 uh, entrants, right? The people that we voted on throughout the year. About Throughout the year, I think it's about 80 episodes. We do this uh, every month or so. Uh, here we go. Here's another one. Fellow degens, first thanks for Villanova to win the NCAA championship last year. I think that was you, Tate.
5: Yeah, I hit totally. that at
0: twenty-eight to one. Also collected on Kamara, rookie of the year, forty to one. Mayfield, first overall in the draft, ten to one. Bless you, two thousand eighteen. Less importantly, I nominate myself for the degenerate gamblers Hall of Fame. Life. Like any lifelong gambler, it's difficult to pick and choose from a deep well of embarrassing stories. Here goes one of the fun ones. Born and raised New Yorker and a Giants fan, I took a little action in college, dropped some coin on the early days sports gambling sites, nothing serious. When I graduated, I got a solid salary gig and went bookie hunting. My father's a doctor in the Bronx, a lot of Italian-American patients, so naturally he was my first and only call for a referral. Whoa, what does that mean? As uh, As one of his office assistants was dating a bookie. It's 2007, I bet the Giants hard, futures every postseason money line, Eli to be Super Bowl MVP, the whole shebang. A few days after the Super Bowl, my dad's bookie dating assistant hands him a very thick envelope. From then on, I was absolutely hooked on NFL betting. A few years go by, I'm placing my bets from the Brooklyn Law School Library, and as you can imagine, I'm not on my way to the Supreme Court bench. It's midseason, 2011, I'm writing down futures, Giants are 25-1. to I stabbed in history and repeated itself. I went through the playoffs, Eli, Super Bowl MVP. So you follow. So me and my buddies are out celebrating. We're outside the bar 3 a.m. Monday, decide to do something really stupid. We hail a cab about two hours later, and we're on a flight to Vegas. We land at 7.30 a.m. Monday morning after the Super Bowl with a hangover, no change of clothes, get a room at the Bellagio. And, of course, I flew back to New York City on Wednesday, down all the money I'd won on the Giants, and up an I Heart Vegas sweatshirt. Uh <laughs> Some of my other highlights, Atlantic City, $500 hand of blackjack, drunkenly doubling down on seven, getting a two for nine total, watching the dealer bust, flipping a tray of hors d'oeuvres at a fancy dinner party in celebration of Tebow hitting Thomas for the overtime win against the Steelers, misrepresenting myself over the phone to Justin Timberlake's management team to find out what colored shoes he was going to wear at last year's Super Bowl performance. I hit the white shoes at plus 240. Anyway, love the show. I'll keep listening whether you induct me or not. I locked in Seattle at thirty-five to one a few weeks ago as my long shot. Uh, here we go. Okay, so that lost. Best <laughs> snack time. P.S. If any of you degenerates needs a great urologist, my dad's still at it. Well, Harry, you could do that. Maybe you can get snipped. We can send him I'm
1: an I Heart Seattle <laughs> T-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I Heart
0: Uh Harry, is this guy in or out?
4: I like the stories. Uh, I, you know, being a Giants fan, he gets points for me uh, from me there. Definitely. Uh, I made that run, too, both years, made some money on them um, uh, going to both Super Bowls. Uh, but I just don't think it is quite enough. I do like the stories, but I'm just going to say it's just a tad bit short, okay. but go Giants anyway.
0: All right, Paul, Lake.
2: I love the stories. I love the uh, Justin Timberlake uh, <laughs> misrepresenting himself and uh, finding out what sneakers he was wearing. I really wonder if that's possible harry would have just stalked Timberlake probably for a month that's the best to figure that one out so uh, i give the guy credit for you know thinking on his feet and Mm -hmm. making that work i kind of like this guy i know we've gotten tough it's been a while since we put somebody in so Mm -hmm. i don't want to go soft now though and just because we haven't put somebody in in a while to put somebody in for the sake of it but boy he's close so let me – I'm going to go with the
3: yes and then let you and Brian fight this one.
0: <laughs> All right. Brian, okay. Let's see what your brother's doing.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I like the idea of flying to Vegas the day after the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, to me, he didn't really lose too much money. He just said he gave back the money he won, mm-hmm. so he really broke even, which, you know, that's that's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I think if he explained a little bit more of the Justin Timberlake call and kind of led with that or some one of his other highlights, I think maybe I would have voted him in, but I think, like Harry said, I think it's a little light. I feel bad, but uh, All right. he probably, if he if he explained a little bit more, he might have made it.
0: I'm with you, and you know what he says. Uh, he says he's going to watch uh, if we put him in or not. So that's good. And I'm sorry, <laughs> Christopher Stone, but you're not in. Yeah, I think it's just a tad short. I like the Timberlake story. I really do. I like that you were betting from Brooklyn Law School Library. I, I was uh, betting while I was in law school. Um. Yeah. The the Giants. I listen. The the theme of this is, we want you to lose big. I'm sorry. It's it's terrible, but you really have to lose a lot of money, uh, for us to, to get our sympathy. We're uh we're assholes here, right? Tate, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think I'm on your side. You got to lose money. You can't break even. That's yeah. not a degenerate move.
5: Go, lo-
0: lose a lot more money and then come back to us. Maybe we'll reconsider. All right. But thank you. Uh, thank you for the submission. No, sorry, we're just not gonna let everyone in. Let me read one more, uh, quickly. Speaking of Hall of Fames. Hey, Sal, so sorry about your Saints loss, thank you. I had the Saints versus Chiefs Super Bowl matchup. Oh, man, at 130-1 to 1 the day before the season started, so I'm mourning with you. Wow, that's a rough one. Uh, I wanted to email you because every time I fly home to MacArthur Airport and I slip, I pass the wall that has Suffolk Sports Hall of Fame. What is it going to take to get you in the trifecta on there? Minus Harry, who is from upstate, if I remember correctly. Yes, that's right. If you need me to start a campaign out here on the island for your inclusion, I will be your man. Three-to-one odds. I can get your pictures up there by 2020. Also, really quick, if I had to nominate an early candidate for this year's Gary Russell prop bet, look no further than James Devlin to rush for a touchdown. That could be good. Or Johnny Hecker over passing yards. Oh, one more thing for Harry. This Is Me absolutely should have won best song at the Oscar. Oh, well, I'm not going to listen to that. Uh, History will prove you right. (laughs) Absolutely correct. Love the pod. Thanks, guys. Taylor May. Well, all right. Taylor's not asking for anything. Taylor's from uh, Patchogue Medford. Not asking yeah, for man. anything for us, but from us. But it will do something for us. Paula Kid, what do you think? This would be nice. Someone wants to put us in the uh, Long Island Hall of Fame.
2: Yes, yeah, so, uh There is such a thing as the Suffolk County Sports Hall of Fame. I yeah. mean, I would love to be in the town of Huntington Softball Hall of Fame one day. Yeah. Uh, but this could be uh, this could be uh, second place for me as far yeah. as I'm concerned. If that happened, uh, Pat how can you think of the best wrestler that ever came out of uh, Pat Med? Oh man.
0: Uh,
2: yeah. Any? I, any? Uh, is
0: it Garone? Nick Garone? Was he Patrick uh, uh,
2: You're right. Yeah, uh-huh, right. he's a big-time coach now at um, wow. Eastport High School. Uh, Eastport Southampton, uh, so, Yeah. What about Minogue there? Minogue, I think Garone was best. I think uh, Look a that. guy named Artie Wheedler too uh, was uh, pretty good go. too. Oh, so. If those guys are they've in had all. a couple recently too.
0: they're yeah. not Hall of Famers. We are. So let's let's uh, let's let Taylor work his magic here. Me, brother <laughs> uh, Bry, yeah, please, let's do it. Get us in. Get us in. You know what? Harry might be nominated too. I know he's from upstate, but he did he did uh, make some waves in Long Island. He we were in Robert Moses traffic. He he ran naked for like ten dollars, right, <laughs> up and down the traffic. Did he do that? He, and I he,
4: couldn't. You guys wouldn't let me in the car.
0: He used, uh, <laughs> of course not. He used a. Uh, you and you
4: and you and, you and Kid also tricked me going to the uh, nude side of the beach. Too. Right.
0: <laughs> he was the only. You had no problem. Only with Suffolk. That, speaking I of already. Suffolk oh, County I had softball, had with that. He used an aluminum bat in a in a softball game in Suffolk County. That that's got to get him in there. So I right, get all four of us in there if you can, Taylor. What do you think? <laughs> Hopefully, Taylor does his thing. Hit us up at Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com uh, for any degenerate Hall of Fame um, submissions, or if you want to put us in your in your Hall of Fame, whatever your local town is, that would be great, too. All right, fellas, we have to say goodbye now. We have uh, Joe Namath waiting for us. Brother Bry, what do you got this weekend? Betting more college wrestling?
3: Yeah, uh, I think I think I'm like six and one so far in the season. Uh, there's a few few odds uh, I've seen up so far, so I'll I'll probably hit that. Considering there'll be nothing else going on uh, except the Pro Bowl and the hockey hockey All Star game, but uh, I'd rather I prefer to bet uh, wrestling over that.
0: There you go. It's fun. And where can people find you? At Brother Bry, right? I'm at the Brother Bry. There you go. All right, uh, Parlay Kid. How's the basketball team doing?
2: Good South sitting at 12 and three. They have a huge game tomorrow against one of the top teams in the state. Uh, even if they lose that, I think they run the table. Probably going to finish up around around 16 and four uh, heading into the playoffs in a couple weeks. So, uh, but we'll see one game at a time. Tomorrow's a big one. And um, you can find me at uh, the Chalk Talker.
0: At the Chalk Talker. And then we have uh, Harry. Where are people find you? all over the place uh, right?
2: aAO Harry
4: um let's see here uh I'm still leading the first touchdown contest right oh
0: I forgot to talk That's about right. that yeah no My one gosh, no, no yeah. one did anything there's been uh
2: oh it's so terrible I think we've
0: predicted so be- between the four of us we have three guys who scored touchdowns and how many 10 games
3: yep yeah well right? nobody was gonna have the Saints one I mean that was ridiculous that was stupid. That guy they just signed
0: and then I can't even really remember who did who scored for the Patriots was it uh uh Michelle Michelle yeah. Michelle all right. Okay. I didn't yeah. roll with him again. I should have. No, probably, nobody did. All right. Harry's winning that. And unless uh, one of us gets a long shot to hit um, in the Super Bowl, Harry's going to win and, that. And uh,
4: I guess if other people want to listen to me babble about other stuff, uh, yeah. I'm on uh, Joe House's uh, Fairway Rolling new uh, podcast starting, uh, I guess, this week. Uh, so there it is. We, got some, we went over some stuff uh, today, and uh, you can hear me. Uh, Ripoff and and Joe rip off some uh, golf predictions for uh, this week in San Diego, guys.
0: I think we're going to lose Harry to uh, Fairway Rolling to to House's podcast. Should we trade him? No, that that ha-
2: House is probably that's not going to last too long. If that's the case, <laughs>
3: <laughs> he might be off pretty quick. I'm out. Ken is in. <laughs> Let's well, trade. We'll see how he does this weekend with his bet with his golf bet. I I don't know. Know. Maybe
0: that. Be. I wouldn't mind swapping Harry for like a a, a tub full of. Callaway balls. I think we could do that. Or Charles, <laughs> Charles
3: Howell the third. Charles
0: I mean, Howard the third. Yeah, we'll go. have him on. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Uh, yeah, Harry. What, uh, so they have a name for the new podcast already?
4: He told me Fairway Roland. Okay. R O L L I N. I know.
0: I, okay, I can figure uh, like it I'm Trying to. F- yeah. If you if you in House that it, maybe House of Horrors. If it's you in House, mm-hmm. I don't know what would it be <laughs> House of Pancakes. <laughs> what could it be? We'll figure out something. Uh. About it. Uh, Tate, One Shining Podcast and GM Street. What do you you and Lombardi have, one or two more?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I think we're going to do two more. So we're going to do one, uh, just probably like a recap on the season, just uh, all the playoffs so far, and then we're going to do a preview for the Super Bowl. So, yeah, two more GM Streets and then uh, One Shining Podcast twice a week.
0: Excellent, excellent. Starting to get good for you. And, uh, yeah, GM Street, I don't want to blow it, but Lombardi is picking against the Patriots, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's what everyone's (laughs) saying. That's
1: the word on the street.
0: I don't know. I don't know. All right. (laughs) Good job by all of and we'll be back next week we'll be picking uh, props but don't go away cuz we have what a treat Broadway Joe Namath on the line next <laughs> All right joining us now a legend we don't get a whole lot of legends here but we were able to wrangle one today 50 years ago last week he changed the face of American football by leading the 18 point underdog New York Jets to a Super Bowl win over the Baltimore Colts, His book, it's called all the way, my life in four quarters. It's available for pre-order on Amazon and Barnes and Noble Broadway. Joe name it. Thanks for joining us on against all odds.
6: Oh man, so it's against all odds. You know what? That does ring a bell and going back <laughs> 50 years.
0: I may have, I may have had you in mind when I named this podcast, but, uh, Listen, I'm going to be very honest with you. Uh, I'm, I'm way behind on TV. My idiot friends tell me I have to watch this. I have to watch that. Uh, I spent the better part of two hours last night searching for and watching Joe Namath commercials. And it was uh, I don't regret it one bit. Here's a, here. Let me just uh, tell people. Here's a small representation of your various uh, endorsements. Hamilton Beach popcorn popper. Hamilton Beach sandwich maker. Uh, Nobody beats the Wiz. Brute cologne. Ovaltine, Dingo Shoes, Noxima with Farrah Fawcett, and, of course, Beauty Miss Pantyhose. I can go on and on and on. What a, what a great job. Which was your favorite?
6: My old pal, Ovaltine. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think uh, favorites, boy, it, it would depend on uh, the people I work with. I haven't really given thought uh, to what was the favorite. I, I know some of them were Pretty impactful, but the people that I worked with uh, on the Brute, the Pantyhose, the Noxima Man, you know, every one of those you mentioned, my mind's eye sees somebody, boy, and it's pretty
0: cool. <laughs> the the Noxima one you mentioned, you're with Farrah Fawcett, and a Farrah Fawcett who was not yet famous. I think it was uh, three or four years before she started Charlie's Angels. That must have been spectacular, right?
6: It was spectacular. Spectacular. Farrah was wonderful to work with, and you know, of course, she was beautiful. Uh, the lady uh, before Farrah Fawcett, Grinella and a lady from Europe, uh, and I did the first uh, Noxima commercial, and uh, uh, she sold me on the product, by the way, and uh, Farrah, uh solidified things.
0: Who sold you on the pantyhose? Because I wonder, uh, like, did you get a lot of crap from your teammates for that? You must have. You must still be getting. I mean, it was great. I watched it a bunch. I was like, this is, this is really well done. I can't imagine anyone doing this today. Yeah, yeah, no, really I hits.
6: didn't. So I didn't get a lot of crap from it because it came off the way uh, Jim Walsh, uh, uh, my friend, partner, uh, uh, mentor, in a sense, uh, figured it when we saw the first storyboard. We both laughed. We thought this was pretty funny, and it was by uh, a, a good company, Beauty Mist, by Haynes. Mm-hmm. So uh, we asked uh, our secretary what she thought about it. She looked at it, and she chuckled a little bit, and she said, Oh, this, this is interesting. She said, But my father wouldn't like it. <laughs> I, I said, What? She said, My father wouldn't like that. A football player wearing pantyhose? Well... <laughs> Uh, Jill and I looked at each other and we did chuckle and say, "Well, we're gonna go for it." <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, it worked out.
0: I wonder, do you watch like Aaron Rodgers in commercials today and say? I wonder how he would have done or how you would have done in today's commercials. Do you like it better back in the 70s? Was It, it was a looser feel. I, I wonder what it would be like if the like, uh, Aaron Rodgers of the world would have tried something in the style of everything you were trying to pull off.
6: Well, I think anything Aaron's uh, apt to try, he's going to be successful at. Uh, yeah. I, I yeah. do see a variety of commercials these days. And uh, I see athletes doing them, too. And I think uh, they're better schooled than we were. Right. Uh, There's hesitancy, a hesitancy to sometimes uh, include uh, the athlete and what uh, is in the mind of the uh, director and the producer, and I think they've gone beyond that. I think they're all well-schooled. Peyton Manning is doing a terrific job, too. Uh, most of the guys are better educated with the process these days.
0: Right. All right. Well, I'd love—I <clears throat> don't know if I'd love to see it, but I don't know if anyone would have the guts enough to have, put the pantyhose on like you did, Joe. Um, speaking of guts, as a as a sports gambler, I'm fascinated by yours—the greatest, most boastful claim in football history, maybe sports altogether. You know, you, Muhammad Ali did this before you did, and this wasn't a regular thing. You claiming, uh, you, but three days before, if people don't know, three days before Super Bowl three, here you are. The Jets are an 18-point underdog. And you make the statement, we're going to win the game, I guarantee it. Now, I think you were you were, um, inspired by some heckler who said the Jets are going to get slaughtered. Am I correct?
6: Well, yes, that is correct. But well, And we have been hearing uh, from our own New York media, uh, as well as the national media, and uh, just the fans that we came into contact with, we had been hearing for 10 days or so how we were going to get whipped. And I don't think any competitor uh, uh, likes to hear that. And as a matter of fact, uh, we had a confident team, and uh, I was certainly confident in our ability. So uh, I did react to a loud loudmouth uh, and just, you know, say, yeah, okay, I got news for you. We're going to win the game, I guarantee you. And I didn't think much of it uh, at the time. When I said it, uh, I didn't realize, uh, I wasn't considering putting it out in the media, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, that's that's how it worked. And, uh, of course, my head coach was a bit upset the next day, Coach Eubank, <laughs> and, uh, and had every right to be because that team we played, they were so good uh everyone thought they were the best that ever played and uh they were overconfident
0: yeah people and the writers and the reporters i was looking back at that uh, that time and people were like oh they're going to lose 48 nothing like they were predicting some ridiculous scores and i was going to say did you regret making the statement right away i mean did you feel more pressure after you said that or you were just going to go out and do your thing anyway i did
6: not regret what i said i only Felt bad about it uh, briefly when Coach Eubank was so upset with me. The next mm-hmm. day uh, after I said that out at uh, practice, he and I and our offensive coordinator met out in the middle of the field, just the three of us, and uh, we was upset. Right. But uh, you know, <laughs> we knew each other well enough then, and so my uh, Gemini side, the other side of my sense of humor, said, "Wait a minute, Coach, it's your fault." He said, "What?" <laughs> I said, "Heck, you're giving us confidence, man. You won a championship already over in that league. You've been telling us how good we are and we can do it. You're the one that made me say it. I mean, <laughs> he just looked at me and he said, get out of here. And I ran over there to the sideline, man.
0: He created a monster, right? but so are so supportive. Right. Well, you know what? You more than made up, <laughs> made it up to him. <laughs> Uh, a few days later by winning the game do you know i don't even know if quarterbacks pay attention to this game i have a feeling it's so more so much more widely publicized now but did you have any idea at the time that you were an 18 point underdog i mean i know you knew you were uh, you were expected to lose the game but did the number 18 ever jump out at you Oh,
6: listen! We came from New York City, man. We walking right. down the street, people are letting us know and asking about things, like we're going to tell them what's up for sure. You know, <laughs> and nobody knew for sure what was going to happen. Uh, I had people uh, that uh, certainly uh, in the New York area. Of course, they were they were backing us. And a couple of people came up to me later and said they they took the the line. I think it was seven to one or eight to one. Yeah. Uh, that way, and uh, one old buddy used to tend bar, man. We used to go into his joint, uh, ended up getting his own bar after the game, you see. Wow. So, you know, uh, yeah, we couldn't help but hearing it and and uh, seeing it on television and all. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what, sir? Uh, there are more underdogs out there than there are favorites. We were underdogs, and I, it was a message, uh, I believe, to this day don't let anybody tell you you can't do something you have a passion to do or you I love it believe it, it. that's it,
0: right man it's very inspirational and I, I start to say like only Muhammad Ali before you would make these uh these boastful claims and, and it wasn't even something that you went on to do it must have been a real pain in the ass like annoying reporters every game after that asking you if you guaranteed victory and every game after you probably had to just laugh it off and uh tell them to go away much like wheat Bank. Said to you, right? Was that was that a problem going forward?
6: so this is fifty years later, and I've never ignored to talk about that event. Mm. I mean, it was a dream come true opportunity. When you're playing little league ball, you want to win a championship, man. And in high school and college, you're playing in the big leagues. You want to win that world championship. Right. Having that opportunity was huge, and being able to do it. No man, it brings a smile to my face anytime somebody brings it
0: up. Well, good for you. I mean, you change—I said it before—you changed the face of American football. Obviously, the AFL-NFL merger. Once they saw that your your team, the AFL teams, were for real. After that, and I and I heard Kurt Gowdy, or I think Kurt Gowdy said it was the most, uh, like from a financial standpoint, it was the biggest football game of all time up until then. So. You really did a lot there. Do you gamble? Do you after your career did you did you like gambling or you just didn't take part?
6: Oh, I've been to the track now and then, you know. I like the thoroughbreds. even you know, I like horses some, but uh mm. gambling no. I, my fellow I mentioned to you earlier, uh, Mr. Walsh, we're out in Vegas several years ago. We lose some money downstairs, you know, in the casino. We go upstairs and I'm sitting in a chair having a drink, you know. He's walking back and forth, pacing the room, man, sweating. He looked like Yosemite Sam, you know. He's a <laughs> redheaded guy, an old cartoon character, Yosemite Sam. And he just blurts out, I quit. I said, What do you mean you quit? Come on, we'll go back downstairs, we'll get it back. He said, No, no, I quit. I said, How, how can you quit? He said, I just figured this out. What we win now, we don't need. What we lose is damn near killing me. And with that theory, yeah, no, I backed off. Now, I might, if I go to the track, I'll I'll bet on a horse uh, that has a nice name or if I know the owner or something. But, uh, no, football, uh, baseball, basketball, I I don't bet on any of those things, no.
0: Well, I might be right there with you. I took, I took a really bad beat. I don't know if you followed the games this weekend, but the Saints, I, I feel like I got rooked. Uh, a terrible call by the referees. I ended up losing. I think they could have knelt down, bled the clock, kicked the field goal one by three against the Rams. What do you think of this instant replay? Do you think, first of all, do you like instant replay? Do you think they should take it a step further where every play should be reviewable or you like it as it is now?
6: Well, two things, you know, you, you, you mentioned first of all that uh, the call, you know, uh, you, you, you were pulling for the Rams and it was that was a no call. It should have been a call. The no call, right, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Now then, the one that was a call in the other game shouldn't have happened. The face mask penalty called on Kansas City. It the goes, pa- Right, the
0: roughing the pass, yeah, that was oh.
6: bad. The man sitting up in the booth uh, next to Romo and uh, 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 the play-by-play man said, you you, you don't throw a flag at something you can't see. He didn't see that. And clearly the hand missed the face mask. He Mm -hmm. didn't hit him in the head. Well, that gave gave, uh, New England a first down. Right, right. Uh, You know what? uh, Coaches say one play doesn't cost the game, and, and players believe that. Players know that we usually beat ourselves when we're out there by making mistakes. But mm-hmm. those two plays influence, definitely influence the outcome of those two games.
0: So I sense that it annoys you that quarterbacks maybe in general are, are, are babied a little more, if I, for lack of a better word, you know, right? Especially, I think, Tom Brady feels like. I mean, you had bad knees. It's a shame. You your career could have gone on and on and on. But maybe with today's rules, you could have added five years to your career, right?
6: No, you know what? There was a time where early on I did some color, and I did make a statement. This was back when Hulk Hogan was a really popular, big, strong wrestler. You know, he's handsome, but really big. I said, look, if you're back in that pocket, I don't care who you are. You could be Hulk Hogan, but you're going to get hurt. Yeah, People are falling at your knees, going through your knees. They're knocking you down after taking two steps. The ball's gone, and they're hitting you. What it was doing back then was diminishing uh, the, uh, the quality of the game. They had mm-hmm. to start protecting the quarterback some because of the quality of the game going downhill. When you lose your first string quarterback, the second one's pretty darn good. But he's not as good as the first string guy. And, right. and the NFL has done a pretty good job, and, and, and the players have been a part of this, too. You know, not going down around the legs, not cutting, things like that. The game's improved that way, and uh, every other way. They're faster, they're bigger, they spend more time studying it. It's better than ever. I, I love watching the game today.
0: Well, I'll tell you what that's refreshing Joe you hear you hear a lot of ex players saying well the game stinks now I can't watch it but I do I do think the NFL do, has done a good job I think you're right players like you said are faster they're stronger it's uh, it's a miracle anyone last 16 games God forbid they make it 18 games a, a regular season they change it too but uh yeah you're, I mean they have not in in they've not yet invented the correct uh, pair of pantyhose that'll prevent a quarterback from being out for the year right I mean they totally do that they got to keep going with that. What do you think of this Jets quarterback, Sam Darnold? I think you like him, don't you?
6: I certainly do like him. I liked him when I watched him uh, for a couple of seasons at SC. Mm -hmm. And uh, I certainly liked what I saw uh, sometimes this past season. What was most important uh, or as important to evaluating him physically? uh, Because I, I don't know what he has between the years or what any player has between the years until you get to know him and hearing what his coaches had to say about him and hearing what his teammates had to say about him. And after having met him a couple of times too, uh, he's going to be good. Uh, He's pretty good right now, but with Adam Gase uh, tutoring him Uh, a change of uh, offense, so to speak, and uh, getting some new players with the Jets. If Lady Luck plays a a positive role, Donald's going to be around for a good while.
0: Yeah, I like him too. I feel like he got a little bit of a bad rap from the New York media, which whatever, that's going to happen. But uh, I watch him. I feel like he has good pocket awareness. And look, you're going to throw interceptions your first year, right? I mean, even in the first game of the year, he beat up on the Lions. That was a big thing to go on the road. I, I kind of looked. I was like, I don't care what happens the rest of the year. This guy, this guy knows what he's doing. What do you, the, the Jets? What do they have to do to compete? Or, is, or is it just as simple as Brady and Belichick have to go away?
6: Well, you know what? Uh, you mentioned Bo Brady and Belichick there in the same uh, statement uh, of fact that New England offensive line. Mm -hmm. Did some work the other day. They did some work these last few games. Now, the game for we quarterbacks, uh, uh, it starts up front. It starts up front, man. If you don't have the O-line that can help you out with the blocking and the running game, if you don't have the D-line, the defensive line, you're going to get had. Yeah, It starts up front. And, of course, the guy that handles the ball every play and, and calls the plays and changes the play, yeah, yeah, he's critical. That's right. right. But uh, even being a critical guy right there, if, if those linemen don't get it done, it's going to be a long day.
0: I think you're right. And, uh, you know, because a lot of the talk was about Brady, Mahomes. Who's going to be? Well, you know Brady's not going to have the jitters, right? He's been there so many times before. But it didn't, wasn't even about that. You're right. The offensive line looked so comfortable in that first drive, those first few drives for the Patriots, opening up holes for Sony Michelle, doing their thing for Brady, uh, who looked at unstoppable. I know the Chiefs made their way back into that game, but it really let the air out of the stadium a little when the Patriots, uh, Belichick's offensive unit showed up there. Give, give me a pick. I need a pick. I need a winner. I need a guaranteed Joe Willie Namath victory here. Who's going to win this Super Bowl? The team that makes the mistakes by not beating themselves, and obviously
6: it scores the most points. Now, look, when I say beating themselves, (laughs) did you see the linemen for Kansas City line up offside? I did. a (laughs) critical situation. Teams make mistakes. They beat themselves. The team that plays their best game is going to win. I don't know who it is, or I'd call home first, and I'd let my brother know, or I'd let my sister know (laughs) if I knew for sure who was going to win. (laughs) <laughs> only if <you're> on that door <laughs> <pick, laughs> can you guarantee something.
0: I got you. I got you. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up on this call and call your brother and sister so I can get the first uh, crack at Joe Namath's pick. I will say this, Joe. I've I've read a lot about you. I know uh, enough about your life. I take your life over Tom Brady's. I know he's got many more rings, but he also had one only one model. You had you had dozens in your day, right?
6: Yeah, but man, she's one of a kind. It appears to be. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: she's pretty great. She's pretty great. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to, and this is a gambling show. You were in New York for over a decade. I'm putting you over under at 477 and a half women over that span. You go over on, I'm going over. Give me a number, Joe. What is it?
6: Oh, man, you know, I, I come from an old school where you never kissed and told anything, man. You had those kind of guys that came in the locker room and said, hey, I did this last night. I did that last night. they acting like jerks. We don't run our mouths about important things.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take that as an over. I, I appreciate you being uh, diplomatic. Thank you. The legend, Broadway Joe Namath, his book, it's called All the Way, My Life in Four Quarters. It's available for pre-order, right, Joe, on Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble? Yes,
6: and uh, the target to come out uh, will be Father's Day.
0: I was just going to say, can I get in time for Father's Day? It's going to be a great read. Joe will uh, will confirm or deny whether he's been with over or under 477 and a half women in that book. I could tell you that much. Joe, thanks for coming on Against All Odds. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Take care. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Wasn't he great, Joe Willie? Lock it in Monday through Friday, Fox Sports One, four thirty to five thirty Eastern. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live eleven thirty-five tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta, Master Tate Frazier, and Broadway Joe Namath. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.